We should get you a proper shock mount, I reckon. Might actually not be a bad idea. Yeah? Well, I'm just in general. Like, if you're jittery and whatnot, then... When you say I'm jittery, you may need to be more specific here. Your neurodiversity? So you are talking about me, because I don't know if you mean the mic, I don't know if you mean my stand. No, I'm talking life in general. Yeah, so everyone, okay, yeah. so as, long, as long as we're clear. Well, no, no, I, what was interesting is that, and I was using this the other day, that shock mounts, very different. Some you can just, you know, like these, they don't absorb much. Those springs are terrible. Yeah, they're, they're just noisemakers. You're a noisemaker. That's that. I hope people enjoy the noise I'm making, though, otherwise this is an awkward podcast. It would be... Well, it's been very awkward, I think, just because, <laughs> you know, we look at everything and we go, yeah, no. So this is me touching... I'm not allowed <laughs> to touch things. Oh, man. It has been two weeks? I can't even remember. It's, it's, I'm going to agree with you and give you a wink um, because the audience can't see me winking. Yes, it's cricket. It's been two weeks. Oh, boy. We have a lot to catch up on, don't we? Yeah, roll that intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is... No, 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 we don't have time for that. What the f*** is happening with Cavill and The Witcher? Wait, what? Cavill is leaving The Witcher. Right? What? Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot see this, but Cricket is unable to vocalize right now. Yes, he himself has put out a statement. He is finishing season three, but Liam Hemsworth is taking over as Geralt season four. I, 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 I need more than that. I, okay, give me a second. Folks, we're going to be on a short break where I'd like to tell you about our sponsor, but we don't have one, so we'll cut to Cricket talking hopefully soon. Okay. So they have essentially lost their one and only pull card. Yeah, like, he, he's definitely the front runner in terms of, like, why people are watching The Witcher. And when you watch the behind the scenes, it's very much like he is the one understanding and sort of pushing the script more in the direction of lore. And I, I do remember hearing months ago that there was, it must have been with a producer or something, saying how the writers... And the producers kind of read the books, played the games, but they weren't really into it. And yet, to then have someone on board like Cavill, who is a massive nerd. Just a genuine fan of it, and someone who really knows and appreciates the lore and when to apply it. Exactly, like I remember hearing those stories, if he would say, you know, maybe if we do this, it's going to be a little more akin to the books and everything. And like, that's what I hear from the actors, like they'll be on set and he'll be like, hey, if you, you say this, it's more sort of in line with lore, and not in like a, I, I am taking over this set way, more in a just like, hey, I, I know this fact, let's like, let's make the others nerd out. So I would understand if he, if he steps back, that he is not going to be satisfied with how the show is turning out. Because I know that recently he announced that post... <laughs> spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Black Adam. Yeah, you might want to skip this section. That after his appearance at the post credit sequence, that he has signed on to play more, and that makes me so happy. And there is a lot of talk, like, did he have to leave Witcher to fulfil his coming back as Superman? No, I don't think so. The, sched the filming schedules that were needed, he's not going to be needed for 18 months know. of the year. I like... Because I, for DC, no, but Netflix, apparently the Netflix series, or at least The Witcher, it is basically year-round. Like, wow. the actors, I remember sitting down with one of, like, you know, the big couch interviews they do for, like, an hour or two? Yes. They were saying, basically, they, they don't have a break, they don't have time off. Like, it's their filming, then they've got, like, their month or so of press, and they're back to filming. So as much as, like, yeah, you could do a DC film and still have time, I don't know how much 
he can still do while doing The Witcher. I'm genuinely wondering as to how they would approach it. Now, they've still got, um, oh, what is it? It's the new spin-off that actually has Michelle Yeoh, which I'm really excited for. Um, but are they going to be... Yes, that's right. It took me a second, but yeah, that just clicked. Mm. <laughs> I can't even remember the, ta- the name of it, but I think, I'm not sure if it's an actual prequel. Like, I feel like the word blood is in there. Y- there is blood. Someone can just <laughs> comment on us. Like, we've got a computer right in front of us, but we don't really want to go tippy-tappying on the uh, podcast too often. <laughs> but with that, how are they going to run it? Is it going to be that he's actually playing Geralt of Rivia, or is he going to be someone pretending to be Geralt of Rivia? You mean when Hemsworth steps in? Yeah, when Hemsworth in? comes No, Hemsworth in. is taking over as Geralt, so it is just Geralt is... with a different actor. Wow. That, I'm... And this is nothing against Liam. I, I don't see the show surviving another season. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a tear because, like, for one, I'm like, yes, Australian actors in leading roles. But like, already... yes, let's push more Australian actors into roles. There's more hope for us, if nothing else. I mean, we've but already got Eamon Farron is Kahia, so that's great. Yeah, but like more, like you, like there's that thing of like always support Australian actors as someone yeah. in the industry, but and I hate to be the person who says but, like Cavill is the driving force of that show. Exactly, he is half the reason that everyone is watching. Even people who came from just either the books or the game, they knew about it more because of Cavill. Yeah, and about what he did press wise, and even I think people who watched it without any of that or knowing who Henry was. Mm they'll be following due to how well he plays The Witcher. And that's not to say Hemsworth isn't going to do a good job. He probably will. But I don't think it'll be what Cavill brings because, frankly, Hemsworth isn't someone who just sits down and plays The Witcher. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not as much as Cavill brings to the role. Because you know if they do a Warhammer 40k film that Henry Cavill is going to be <laughs> like... He'll be Marnius Calgar or someone and that will be fantastic. But I would have actually preferred a considerably older actor. Um, because then you could at least implement a time skip and have an older, gruffer Geralt. Um, well, that's true, it, remember but you'd have ago? to then wrap everything up in season three that they were doing on the current storylines. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not to say that they couldn't do that quite actually, easily. you know what? There's nothing to say that they won't necessarily do that. I mean, they can always age up Hemsworth. Yeah, um, actually, that's that's also an option. If they it do is a much easier jump. to age someone than to de-age them. As we've learned from many of the CGI, <laughs> Uncanny Valley-esque things that have happened. But I... I would have actually really been down to have Mads Mikkelsen. Oh my god! Could you imagine Mads Mikkelsen, long haired, just this silver, literal silver fox? <laughs> um, he would have been fantastic. Yeah, but to be fair, he is fantastic. So you're not like just exactly yeah, eyeballing yeah. role. But th- that's the thing is like at least then, even if you'd aged him up, or you know, wouldn't you wouldn't need to age Mads up that he's not going to be compared to Cavill because Cavill and Liam are both in the same age range. There's going to be a lot of But I, I think a couple of problems there is that, A, like, Geralt's not, like, immortal immortal, but no. he does... Age slower. Age a lot slower. So I think you've got to keep someone who has that, you know, sort of physique. Yes. As much as Hemsworth doesn't have that, if he's got all of season three's filming to get there, he'll probably get somewhat close to that physique. Oh, yeah. I don't think Mads Mikkelsen would. I mean, age is just a number. Yes, if... but is he interested enough to be doing that? And I think then that falls back to the thing of, like, um, Cavill is so invested in this role. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what Hemsworth or Mickelson or any other actor brought to it, they're not going to have years of backplaying of this game and of reading the books and just the knowledge of the world to have that passion and that drive. And again, there's nothing against those actors. They're fantastic. And I genuinely look forward to seeing what an Australian does in the leading role. But I am 
saddened to see Cavill leave and concerned for the series. I would wholeheartedly agree. And you know what? I will just wait and see what happens because we might be genuinely surprised and as much as this is going to cause controversy for the next... Well, I mean, it's not going to be until 2024. Like, they've only just wrapped filming season three, is that right? Or are they just starting to I didn't think they'd wrapped it. Yeah, Yeah, I thought they were filming it. Okay, yeah, so I wasn't entirely sure. But obviously it's began... And they're just deciding, okay, well, clearly we're going... They're going to have to wrap up everything. I don't think logically that they can do an actor swap. I don't know. I I reckon they might and just never acknowledge it. Like, it has been done in the past. (laughs) I'm just... Like, you can imagine (laughs) them doing, like, a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like, at the end of the season. Like, you know, they recognise... It's like, you know what, Geralt? You look a little difficult. Difficult? Different. Uh, no, no, that's a completely You are difficult to look at. You are at. difficult to look at, Geralt. You know, the bard just doing something completely... Well, I mean, they have moved away from the whole time-jumping thing, so they could potentially acknowledge a different look, but mm. after season one, you definitely couldn't do that because of the amount of time jumps. Yeah. But there, there's a question for you. Do you prefer season one or season two of The Witcher? Because I know a lot of people... Um, season one. Season one? I, I think it was just perfect the way it is. They clearly... They're trying to do a lot in season two, and I don't know whether... Like, there were so many questions that were just unanswered in the first season, and, like... Which is fine for yeah. a first season. Oh, absolutely. Um, I just think that stuff wasn't addressed. Yeah, I think, like, they did hear a lot of the feedback from fans about people who found it confusing to sit through season one, and they clearly changed their tone. Mm. But as someone who rewatched season one several times, like, I started with, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. <laughs> But I rewatched it a couple of times. I started investing in the lore and really understanding. And when season two came out with that big shift, I can honestly say I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Like it felt like a very different show. And like I, I was invested and ready and had prepared myself for more time jumps. Like I was genuinely looking forward to being confused. And oh no, I'm going to have to watch this again. <laughs> uh, but I- th- I, you could also argue that's just me being the fan who is never happy. I think, you know, speaking of unhappy fans, and we've we've brought this up multiple times, the Rings of Power. I'm not finished the Rings of Power. You're not finished yet. No, you said the next one I had to finish was House of Dragon, and I finished House of Dragon. You absolutely did. I mean, our guest is lined up. That episode we've actually already predetermined will drop on... Friday the 18th, we have to for a very specific reason. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's some announcements that... I, I assume there'll be more off-air then, so I oh, will yeah, question absolutely. you then. Yeah, um, but that one will drop on the 18th. And okay. that will be another YouTube drop. We will be filming that, and I think it'll be a great experience. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to be... Well, uh, you have obviously can tell folks that we're a little clearer and obviously in sync. I know I'm actually seeing cricket again. This is this is so exciting for me because normally I'm staring at a screen and all I see are like the line bumps of his voice coming through our online uh, thing. I do much prefer this. This is so much better. I feel like the all I need is like a, a small cup of espresso and like a thin panatella cigar. I feel like both of those would make more noise than you think they will. Oh, absolutely, and they would not be any good for the equipment. You know? Yeah, that too, that too. Now, are you a fan of animation? You can say yes and no. In general, I must admit it's not my thing, but I'm not like one of those people who's against it or doesn't think it's an art. Like, I genuinely appreciate it, like how much effort it is and how much they differ from regular stories, like how much original stuff you get. 
it's just not the type of content that I sort of consume for enjoyment. No, and obviously I'm going to be starting a... I, too, will be starting a TikTok to go along with Pop, the Down Under podcast. And we're going to be covering a bit more film news, but IMDb Pro actually released their highest rated animation list. Is Tales of the Jedi on there? Because the thing is, Tales of the Jedi debuted with like I think it was 100% or 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it was just bang out the gates. I should clarify that it is top 10 highest rated animated films. Now, you, there, ah. there is a cacophony of series out there, most of which are Star Wars and are fantastic, and we'll get onto that. But their highest rated films on IMDb was released, and I actually think it stands to how great anime is um so obviously at number one you've got spirited away yep naturally um, naturally the lion king now the original lion king i ha- also hate <laughs> i also hate the fact that i have to qualify that yep that that's yep grave of the fireflies comes in at number three at 8.5 um now wow, we've already dropped a point and a half okay oh well, yeah no it was like 8.5 for the lion king and grave of the fireflies spirited away came in at 8.6 in the stars really yeah um so this is all very close uh grave of the fireflies like a heavy heavy film i no um i don't <laughs> need that emotional baggage ever again um, so that, that's one of the watch once yeah watch once and then you don't need to do it now the next one uh which is Anime, but not actually Studio Ghibli, is Your Name, which is Monika Shinkai, which I believe should have won um, Best Animated Film. But you know what? It didn't. Number five. Here's one. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that Eight, is a Also 8.4. I want to know whether it's these 8.4s that are in this list are based off like fractionally just missing out on votes because next we have Coco. Yep. That is beaten out Wally at number seven. <laughs> Coco beat Wally. But the thing is, like, is this based purely on that rating? I or believe is so, yes. This isn't just someone putting a list together? No, 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 no. I, I and then be- are those ratings verified only, or is it just any fan with an account can be rating? That is a question that one will have to ask. I, I'm going to say that it might be almost anyone. At number eight, Studio Ghibli again with Princess Mononoke. Number nine is up at 8.3, and also Toy Story 3 at number 10. <laughs> not the original. No, not the original. I th- I, and that, that's what's funny, is so many people. I remember when Toy Story 3 came out, all these people our age were just like, oh my God, I was crying at the <laughs> end. And, you know, we're just like, oh. <laughs> that's fair. But the fact that... It's our childhood! It is, but the fact that we only had one film from, like, the early 90s in the golden age of Disney animation... I'm sorry, where was The Lion King? Number two. Oh, right, because we're talking Toy Story 3. I'd already forgotten. Ignore my comment. (laughs) Ignore your ADHD? You weren't really listening, were you? Did you say something? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, that's probably the most interesting thing that I've discovered quite recently, that these are the animated films. Like, it's showing there is now kind of a fair balance um, between, you know, Western and Eastern animation. Well, to be fair, there is also a case of, like, back when these would have started, which was around the 90s. Mm. That wasn't easy to do. Like, you had the offshoot of Lucasfilm, which I believe became Pixar. Um, I believe Lucasfilm was kind of responsible for Pixar itself. Yeah, yeah, like, yep, that was making animation, so they made animation. But it's not like you then had 
a bunch of other studios that you go to. Mm. Whereas like now it is very accessible. You can see it in different parts of the world and you can see it from smaller creators. You, this... you didn't have that option in the 90s. You know that we've got an Australian animation studio working, doing the main part of animation for Marvel's What If Season 2, right? Oh, I didn't know specifically about season two, but I know we have some good animation studios. Yeah, Flying Bark Studios are basically like animating a lot of What If. So nice. And, and then you have all these small indie animation studios like Like a Photon Creative. Um, they've released like three kids Christmas movies in the last couple of years, and we we've just got this amazing pool of things. And it goes on to how I, I would love to talk about well, we have all these incentives and all these international productions coming back again because, once again, the Aussie dollar is low. Um, Bad for us, good for our work. It, well, well, so to speak, because it's, yes, bringing in all of this money into the economy, creating jobs and everything like that, and obviously all people below the line are getting great work on things like mm. Mad Max, uh, the new Planet of the Apes film. There's a- yeah, if any of those producers are listening, by the way, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan Gosling's in Sydney, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was like me losing my shit about Michael Sheen, um, which I would die if we managed to get Michael Sheen on. I can die a happy man. Um, there you go, folks. If you don't like cricket, get us an interview arranged. Yeah. Well, he is in Sydney for Amadeus, which was his... Uh, he's actually returning to play Salieri. First time he uh, played in Amadeus, he was playing Mozart at the Bristol Old Vic. There's a bit of theatre history for you folks. And yeah, there's an Australian in that playing Mozart, Rahel Roman, who was the last year's Heath Ledger Scholarship winner this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Done I, very I don't well, even very know. Quickly. I think it might have been this year's. Like, that is how To be fair, up. 2020, 21, and 22 are all one year. Okay, so I'm not just the only one that believes that. Right. No, not in the slightest. I assure you most of the internet is on your side there. Can you believe that- Which like, is a rarity to get the internet to agree on something. I, Speaking of how I mentioned Black Adam earlier, that The Rock shared a photo of, like, 2007 when he was first originally signed on to play- Black Adam. No. Yeah, man. Oh, seven? Oh, seven. That's before um, Man of Steel, isn't it? Oh, well before. Man of Steel was about 2012, 2013. That's it, nuts. It is a long, long time ago, but there's the, it was just a great photo. <laughs> just realize, is he going to use that as a, like, I've, I've been this character since then to try and take Hugh Jackman out in the world record in like seven years for the longest character played. I, I think, I, I don't think so. I, I would well, actually, with believe... UJ coming back, we, we won't need to. Have we talked about that on show yet? I mean... I know we've collectively lost our mind, but I can't remember if there was mics in front of us. Oh, there absolutely was. Okay, um, okay. But, you know, we can always talk about it again. There's a temptation, but we should, we should probably <laughs> keep moving. Um... No, I'm not meant to talk about House of Dragon yet, am I? Because we're going to do that next week. No, 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 no. I finally finished it, so you can discuss it with me. Well, I mean, you can always rant about certain things if you want. Like, what did you find interesting about it? Because we'll probably go more into the lore than anything else. Okay, um... We're going to talk about House of the Dragon twice, because I think it was well worth watching. I I suppose this will be more opinionated. Yeah, go for it. Um, we'll probably get our um, guest to attack Wombat on his beliefs about this as well. Yeah, okay, so I, I suppose I better put out some firm beliefs for, for our guest to attack. I wasn't a fan. Okay. I felt like every time like they'd done enough that I started to get invested in the characters, they just jumped. It's like, oh, for f- 
fuck's sake, I just started caring about whatever it is you're doing. Dude, that is number five. You're going to be the one doing the editing on this. <laughs> no, sorry, folks. We're not bleeping any of these out. Cricket is getting lazy and he's not doing it. He's flat out refusing. We'll talk about that. Anyhow, later. <laughs> Um, okay, so you found... Like, I remember watching the opening and thinking, I, I just don't have a reason to care for most of these characters. And don't get me wrong, sets are amazing, the actors are amazing, and sort of what have you, but I, I just wasn't enough to get me invested enough. And then you get to, uh, I think it was episode two, and they're essentially talking about, um, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it rape or pedophilia, but, you know, the 40-year-old man marrying the 12 or 13-year-old girl. It's like, this shit's f***. And I get that that's absolutely a thing that, like, you know, maybe we need to explore as a society because it happens yeah. and art's meant to replicate that. But I'm sitting down to watch something and enjoy it, and I don't have any interest in these characters at this point. Why am I going to sit through and watch this? This is not what I want to do for fun, you know? You know that there's stuff that we watch either for the sake of popcorn throwing or hate watching. Yeah, but I don't think it was entertaining enough that okay. I that I would. And don't get me wrong, I I did sort of get into it more as I pushed on through the seasons, so mm. that you know we could talk about it on the show. Yeah, but it, you felt it was harder to get the ball rolling. And I think we've actually been going back and rewatching the original series, and it does show you how well written it was. Well, those first four seasons really were. Mm. And, like, I mean, it goes to show that David and Dan lost every single project that they'd signed on to <laughs> after it. That, well, and, but it shows how that when they officially deviated and started doing what was essentially fan fiction, and, um, you know, I'll leave it there, but how they just lost everything. Oh, and by the way, here's that photo just to confirm, 2nd of November 2007. Oh, my God, that is so not The Rock. It, I know, right? He's so much lighter. And he's that actually got hilarious. hair. He's actually closer to the comic Black Adam here than he is now. Oh my God. Someone photoshopped hair onto him to say, this is what, you know, if he'd actually played the role with hair, it would have looked like. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, but he probably would have been like a hundred pound of muscle lighter. That dude's just been packing it on. Yes, naturally. Uh, as hashtag or natural. Hashtag <laughs> natty. Um, <laughs> but to be in that seat for 15 years, to pin your hopes on yeah. something for so, so long. Um, but I mean, I'm, to be fair, he's done really well for himself, like while waiting for that. Oh yeah, like if he's only if, like the biggest star in the world. Yes, I agree. And hang on, I was just trying to remember something that it was. No, it's a TV series. Yes, it's my ADHD that needs to get under control. Shut up! But you're absolutely right. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, House of Dragon, and <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't get into it. And then like they'd have the time jumps, and I'd be like okay, but what about all the stuff we just established was about to happen? Like, it's not relevant. And then they had the actor changes, which, you know, the actor ob objectively, changes I can understand. as actor changes, they were flawless. But as a time jump, I'm like, I just started caring about that f***er, and now you're telling me someone else? Like, I, I get it. It's the same character, but it takes me time. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I it was It was a struggle. Not going to judge. I think there's plenty of shows out and there. And I feel that... bad saying that, because I know how many people worked so hard on it, and it it does have like some really good production value and some genuinely fantastic moments. So I always feel bad when I say it, something wasn't for me or I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but watching through just the one time. Yeah. It, it didn't get me. <laughs> I will accept that wholeheartedly. I think it's not going to be for everyone. I think they did try and lean back into the politics side of things. There was, which to be honest, I'm fine with. Yeah. There was considerably less violence. Yeah. I did find it interesting how, 
I think those opening couple of episodes, we had quite a lot of graphic scenes in terms of violence and nudity and whatnot. And then there was, I won't say there was none, but there was a lot less sort of as the season went on. It's almost like they took their Game of Thrones approach where Game of Thrones, it was just like boobs and swords for like three or four seasons. And then it slowly started to tapper out. They did that, but over the course of one season. Which is probably for the best. Look, yeah, I, I, no, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you heard about they're going to actually adjust the Green Lantern TV series? There's a Green Lantern yes, TV series? Yes, there absolutely was. They were actually... No, well, okay, we need to Live talk about... Live action or animated? Live action, but we need to obviously talk about one that we did miss, was obviously now James Gunn is going to be co-CEO of DC Pictures. Yeah, I, I kind of saw that as a passing headline and went, what? Like, That's why we need to be doing this weekly, wrong. man. 100% good on him. Like his, his work on Peacemaker and Suicide Squad was phenomenal in my opinion. That just hit me out of the blue. I was like, holy yeah. shit. And then Kevin Feige's come out and said, I am fully behind James Gunn being a part of DC once Guardians of the Galaxy is finished. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the key is like, it's, there's no, you know, it's not like the comics where it is, are you Marvel or DC or anything like that? I feel that it's going to be much better if both properties succeed. Oh, 100%. They both have different directions that they want to go. Everyone complains about DC being, oh, too dark and gritty, but that's exactly what they are. I don't know. Like, they complained about that when Snyder was in charge, and then Snyder's out and everyone's complaining, oh, it's too bright and happy and like Marvel. And They will find a perfect medium, but basically what's happened is that, um, I think it was The Hollywood Reporter, that they're doing a Green Lantern TV series. Now, basically what originally happened is that... They were going to use um, Alan Scott and Guy Gardner. And, you know, let's face it, we've, for the longest time, actually been wanting people to focus when it comes to Green Lanterns on Jon Stewart. Um, and now, after that decision, it's that the TV series is going to be focusing on him. And I genuinely, genuinely hope that it doesn't turn out to be a series akin to the Arrowverse. Like, well, there, there's also the point that they kind of have to push towards a TV show after the masterpiece that was Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. You just, you couldn't top it, so you have to pick a different medium. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, to be honest. You kind of <laughs> threw a curveball there. Really? I, I, le- I led you right to it. I thought he's going to see that coming. You really did. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think I was just focused on the Arrowverse because I know a lot of people have been massive fans of that. And, you know... Arrow, Supergirl, uh, Superman and Lois. I don't know, man. It's, I feel like we've just kind of swung back into the 90s, especially with all the computer... Like the computer graphics are slightly better, but because they rushed them out, I wish that the CW would jump back to doing um, just smaller series. Rather than doing like the standard 22-episode order, do a half series. That way you can dedicate more special effects budgets to a I'm show so that torn requires on that. special effects. Because like I 100% agree, you, you need to utilize the budget well. And like you can totally tell when it's poor, um, there's a poor amount of money to time investment in those yeah. things when there's not. But at the same time, like I, I watched Lucifer for the first time this year. Oh, you poor thing. I'll, I'll, I'll question that comment when I finish this point. Um, But like when it moved to Netflix, I was like, what do you mean I've lost half my episodes a season? Like, no, 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 I, w- I want my 22. This this is a binge. I'm supposed to be binging, and now I need to spend half as much time. No, consume my soul! There are times when a 22-episode order works. If the show, you know, is going to lean itself towards a monster of the week or what have you, 
and does its filler well. I just don't think that those freaking shows seem to know how to do filler. Take some anime writers and then you'll be able to do it properly. <laughs> they know how to just bunch out. Like, Naruto well, look, not, took 10 not years. Not everything needs filler. Like, as I've already acknowledged, I thought Peacemaker was incredible. And I don't Peacemaker think that had Peacemaker was remarkably thought. So, you know, if they do do it as a sixth episode, it probably will be good. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is, like, sometimes quality over quantity is important. When you have medical dramas and everything where we are concerned about the relationships that establish over time, I get it. I, I would slightly disagree and say that's not so much a medical thing. It's just a style of show. Like, yeah. I think you could do a good medical drama with six episode things in the same way you could do a Peacemaker with 22. They'd just be very different shows. Yeah. No, I can wholeheartedly agree on that. And now, to go into Lucifer. Uh, yes. Why do you say... I suppose it's based on... It's just going through the Sandman series and how it's executed. It just... I don't know, man. We, we couldn't get into it. I, I haven't tried Sandman, and I, I'm not at all familiar with the original source material, which they're both based on, but Sandman is much more... I say much more based on. So Lucifer itself is based on a continuation of the Sandman. Obviously, the character Lucifer Morningstar appears within the Sandman and then literally goes off, decides to leave hell and go and solve crimes um, in LA. And that's literally it he did an entire spin-off series based off lucifer and that so it it, it is hey, credit its, where it's due yeah no it's it's a really good comic series like a graphic novel series but they just seem to have deviated from that source material and but i, I don't think they ever claimed that it was like a source accurate thing and it's yeah. not like doing a marvel comics where it's like no no, no i've got a billion nerds who are going to check me on this or like I have 28 storylines and I need to figure out which one I'm doing or where I'm pulling references from like it's just its own thing and they've done something based off a concept from that does that come down to awful gatekeeping that's a good question all right what what I would say is they've taken a character and made a series that might be inspired by a comic but they've never said this is something for people who like this this is something from the people who made this it's, it was never about that. It was a show that had an inspiration from that. And I think if you sell it as that, it's fine. But if, you know, they marketed like the Avengers, like these are the characters you know and love from the comics and they released that, yeah, it absolutely would have flopped and I think that would have been fair. Okay. Are there any other shows that have been based upon something that you feel... I have an example for you. Not The Witcher. I was going to say Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Like, think about it. It's very loosely based on that theme park ride, but overall it has nothing to do with it, and it is honestly fantastic. And again, they didn't market it like, oh, well, if you enjoyed the ride, you're going to love what we've done in the film. It's like, no, here is some stupid fun. I love how, like, how could people grab a concept of a ride? It's like, that wasn't in the ride. <laughs> yes. you, you could imagine just someone who's been to Disneyland like 20 times. Jeffrey over the- Rush wasn't there. There are no Australians. <laughs> There's plenty of Australians in the fourth one. Actually, I, I, I meant in the ride the at Disney. <laughs> oh, in the ride at Disney version. Oh, boy. No, it's... Mm. They were made of cardboard in my day. God, go back and make like an Errol Flynn. No, we can't do that. It, like, it, I could imagine them making an Errol Flynn flick like Bombshell. No, no, was it Bombshell that? Yeah, no, not Bombshell. Um, Blonde. The most recent one that neither of us have probably oh, seen. Oh, that one. Yeah. Because as soon as you said that, I went to Atomic Blonde, which is a very different film. Atomic Blonde. Weren't we meant to be getting a sequel of that? Ooh. 
Because I, I would love a sequel of yeah, that. Yeah, that was fun. Like, and, if nothing else, that was fun. And I, I'm an absolute basic bitch. Like, if you, if you give me fun in a movie, 10 out of 10. Yeah. I think, I, I remember hearing the director saying, no, no, that John Wick and Atomic Blonde are same universe. What? I'm pretty sure. Hang on. I hang have on a sec, not folks. heard this. That's right. It was a Screen Rant article that um, someone tied Atomic Blonde, Nobody, and John Wick all together based off one of the stunties. Okay. They they all use the stunties because it's the same set. No. But in terms of Nobody, the writer for Nobody and John Wick, or one of the writers, mm. uh, Derek Kolstad, I think is how you pronounce that, has said that Nobody and John Wick are in the same universe. So at least in the writer's mind they are, but Atomic Blonde doesn't seem to come into that. Well, we basically just need to get it out there that we need just a massive crossover of all three. Because as you say, like... Just, just like an assassin universe, because they were always going to be running. You know, that we, I- you know, we have a spinoff from John Wick. Oh, you didn't know. I mean, I know they were planning a TV series. Yeah, yeah. That that is the what ballerina you're series. Really? I believe it's wrapped filming. Well, that's exciting. I was waiting. I know, right? Because I, I remember that they were talking about it ages ago, and what it was going to do was follow the universe as a whole. So they were going to be talking about the sommeliers and everything like that. Yeah, from how the from economy memory, from the early rumors, it's set twenty years prior to the first John Wick. Oh wow! I say first John Wick like there's a big difference. Like the thr- the films, if you don't know, are literally like in the same week chronologically. <laughs> like as the directors say, they were like, "Do we do we jump a month, a year, or what if it's just a really bad day?" You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. No, no, it does. Which, which word have I <laughs> misused? Analogically. Because I will misuse many words. We'll just call it part of my charm. It's definitely not a disease. <laughs> it's like, what does colonoscopy mean? Wait. <laughs> it's like, start using... Uh, just pick a random word and just start using it completely badly. I think colonoscopy yes, in the I... John Wick universe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be how John Wick kills someone. Oh, God. This is the quality that you subscribe to, people. <laughs> <laughs> All eight of you, and we love you for it. Thank you so, so much. I, I think we've been doing better than eight. Have you Have you got any recent numbers? I can certainly pull that up, but we'll save that for off-air. What else have you been running into? Like, have you had time to watch anything? Uh, not so much. I did watch Tales of the Jedi, but you can, like, binge a whole season in, like, less than an hour. Really? Did you ever finish off uh, Visions? visions no oh my god how have you managed to go through tales of the jedi and yet you did not finish <laughs> visions they, they are a little different like again and i understand the irony of it the the animation is not generally my style oh and so like, you're visions, a racist is that it no i specifically made points about not being an elitist on this um but like visions i think it lent away from the characters that i knew at least as opening ones and it pushed further into that animated genre which again to be clear totally fine totally magic it's just not the type of thing that i sit down understandable tell me about tales of the jedi i need more (laughs) no it's 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 done that thing where it's like here's some characters you love and i'm going to give you like 10 minute snippets into their lives and it's like six episodes so it's like no no more thank you are you down the line with andor no you you still haven't caught up you haven't gotten round to it what's the go what's your i'm i'm very excited to sit through it yeah um but but as you know for reasons i can't say on air i have been incredibly busy time-wise so my priority has been 
getting through House of Dragon because that that was the next sort of big one we were going to discuss on the show. Yeah, no, that's fair. That is absolutely... And again, Tales of the Jedi, you binge the whole season in like 60 minutes. So I've also mentioned Primal, which if you, as I'm expecting, were a fan of the original Clone Wars animation series, like the actual 2D, mm. Yandy Tartakovsky, it's a fantastic series. It's just done in such a way where it's a man in his Labrador. Uh, but that man is a Neanderthal and the Labrador is a dinosaur. <laughs> and it's just two seasons of like the ability to tell a story without dialogue and sh- through sheer visuals. I, I highly suggest to anyone, and it's been really hilarious every time I go out with my other half and we start talking to people about just, you know, what we've been watching. I'm always throwing down the line. I'm like, have you seen Primal? And it's I, I feel really strange sometimes when I come out and talk about the fact that, yes, we watch a lot of cartoons in this household. Because um, in certain terms, it feels like that people might look at you as if it's a bit childish. But then, you know. Well, I think it did used to be sort of, I don't think frowned upon is the right thing, but like that was the butt of the joke. Like even going back 10 years, the butt of the joke was the adults who were still watching cartoons or watching animated things. It's like, no. Like, again, it's not my thing, but they're real things. They're real stories and people put in a lot of work and they're genuinely cool. Yeah, you've absolutely got this split of animation um utilized for kids where you have things like bluey and um what was the other one you've got paw patrol and all these other animation Mm. styles and then now we're getting more and more adult animations i say adult uh, in a very (laughs) we're not going down there we're not going down that hole folks Mm, (laughs) that was a poor choice choice of of words words. (laughs) (laughs) but things like um big mouth which i absolutely adore and i I think nick kroll is one of the funniest bastards in the universe um, but I'm wait okay, so slight tan <laughs> it's a slight tangent because like, We we definitely need to rename this just two white guys with ADHD. Yeah, that, that <laughs> probably makes perfect sense. We might even just keep that as a subtitle. We'll change it from the down under podcast to just two guys with ADHD. I love it. Um we'll both forget by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nate you cricket, take take note more than anything else, just to change it. But if you ever remember on Netflix how there was the T V series called How to Build a Sex Room. I vaguely remember passing the title, but no. It was actually a really good kind of home makeover series. I feel like it was almost a parody yeah. in its way, but it was done really, well. Was it really... literally just like a reality TV yes. like renovation thing, but it happened to be a sex room? Yes, exactly that. Oh and she God. is like, uh, <laughs> Melanie Rose is just um, this amazing British woman. And it's obviously gotten people talking about sex and everything like that quite openly. There was a whole bunch of articles done uh, in newspapers across the the world about it. <laughs> uh, but I always thought it would be really funny. Now, Nick Kroll, if any of your writing team are listening, I'm happy to take like a, an ideas credit on this for the next series <laughs> of Big Mouth. But if you haven't gotten Melanie Rose to build Maury a sex room in the next season of Big Mouth or Human Resources, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. You You may end up sorely disappointed there. I'm just bracing you. I could just imagine it, you know? It's like you get Melanie Rose going, now Maury. I understand that you wanted a sex room. Oh yeah, Melanie, you completely understand that. We just love to f*** like nothing else. And for those of you who want to hear more of Cricket's uh, fan, fan, fandom, what's the fanfic? You can subscribe <laughs> to him on Reddit. <laughs> on Reddit, we should start. I, I don't know. We would have. We're to not starting out. a Reddit. No, we're not starting a Reddit. We're not starting an OnlyFans. I mean. That could be a good way to get some funding. Yeah, I mean, Patreon look, look, only folks, fans. if you're looking for sponsorship but you don't want to go the traditional route, messages. We'll totally start an OnlyFans just for you. Yeah, I mean, I can just imagine myself just rubbing myself with washcloths. <laughs> you know, just pretending that it's like... I don't, I don't remember. It's like those kind of weird sponges that they sell on... Um, 
Dragon's Den or whatever they are. All, all those shows I'm like sorry, Shark you lost Tank. Me on that. No. <laughs> Wait, as in it's a bad idea? Or? No, as in I've no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. But you know how like you get all those weird products that on like Dragon's Den, Shark Tank, all those yeah. types? Yeah. We just sponsor we get sponsorship <laughs> from these people that are still obscure products. But we need to find stuff that we would actually enjoy. Oh, uh, speaking of Shark Tank, you know what I think would just be like a dream roll? Squatty potty. Have you seen the original commercials for it? No. Oh my god, like a, a roll like that. Is just like that is the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, speaking of notes for cricket, so cricket, when you're looking back over this to see how many times I dropped the f***ing f word, make sure you go and look at the original, um, the the original squatty potty ad. I already forgot what I was talking about mid sentence. I don't know if you figured it out. That was three minutes of something that I don't know whether I'll get my life back, but pretty creative. Still, why did I go and watch that? <laughs> <laughs> Cricket's just having a minor meltdown in the uh, corner of the booth. Man, we have missed this so much. I, I genuinely have. Um, it, it, it's been really good to actually see you in person, Cricket. And um, as much as we, I, I completely interrupted you on the intro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, pass it over to you for an outro. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Pop. I'm Cricket. I'm Wombat, and I'm still mad about Capital. The following podcast is a co-production between Fawcett Fictions and Wombat Poo Productions. Our opening and closing theme is Road Trip by Joaquin Karad. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow Wombat at WombatGTS on TikTok. As well as that, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. And hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Still mad? Are you mad, bro?